filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. a strange one trying to do this show today uh it's involved technology briefly threatening the show uh it's involved multiple times uh, yeah multiple times uh technology getting in our way uh it's involved adam thinking he could join us and then he couldn't join us and then he could and then he could and then 17 different times yeah yeah at one point he did join us but then while he had joined us before we started he had to leave again um and then after he left about five minutes ago, he found out he could he could still actually have come back on. His day job is uh, uh, active, I guess is the best way to put it right now. It's it's things are happening. So sometimes he has a window to do this and sometimes he doesn't. And it's shifting. Um, so much like life in the these coronavirus times being uncertain, this show has been massively uncertain today, which is why we're recording this part after the first part. Uh Late and both night. parts are like four days late. Yes, we're we're behind schedule. Uh, it's been weird. It's been weird as hell. But that means, uh, as you've probably gathered, when it's weird as hell and Adam is around, we say things like "goat, goat, goat." Welcome to filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. Uh, we have an interesting one for you. Uh, this is going to be a, a strange show for us, but it's strange in a good way. In some parts, uh, we have. Uh, after in a, in a little while, we'll have uh, none other than DC United head coach Ben Olson to talk to us. Um, so that's that's a new thing for us. Um, and also, none of us appear to have any deadly diseases. So that's a plus. Uh, I think we have to count our blessings right now. Yeah, my sense of smell still works. That's what I've been using to figure out that uh, that I'm not ill. I've just been inhaling deeply of any food products that I've been cooking and be like, I still smell it. Good. Um, because that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of things that the kind of life that we're leading now. It is good to smell things, <laughs> and good to have uh, a distraction from this Corona world. So hopefully we can not mention it for at least the rest of this our yeah. podcast. Well, well, Although we well, actually I mean, do mention it with Ben Olson. We do get bit. into it, but it, it it's more of a it's not about like having coronavirus. It's about like what do you do if you're coaching a team. And the whole league gets shut down for a while because it's out there. Um, yeah. So you got some interesting perspective on that, that, uh, you know, this is completely unprecedented. There's no playbook for this for any of us. And that goes doubly for pro sports. It turns out uh, there's not a, uh, oh yeah, that's how, though that's what we do from that other time. There is no other time. Um, but in the meantime, I guess we should just move on to our normal, starter at this point because otherwise this will go real bad off the rails like it's already doing uh ben what are you drinking i'm going with a classic uh star uh, star hill brewery out of uh crozet virginia uh, i'm going with their northern lights ipa it's it's good it's solid i like star hill a lot uh gotta support local breweries in these times so yeah, yeah star now, hill. now more than ever now more than ever um, I definitely have what heard a couple. You, Jason? 
Um, I was going to make myself because it's kind of chilly tonight. I was going to make like some hot cocoa with um, some sort of liqueur added to it. I just hadn't really narrowed it down. Um, but then I realized that I had left it too late and we were about to start. So I didn't have time to do that. So I was like, okay, what can I do in the like two minutes that I have? So I poured myself some Pikesville rye uh, on one gigantic uh, ice cube made with one of my ice cube molds. And that was it. So I've got my Pikesville rye. Uh, it's it's doing the job. I still kind yeah. of want the cocoa with some kind of liqueur, but I still haven't figured out what liqueur. I, I was going back and forth between Bailey's or... Uh, Grand Marnier to do like one of those orange chocolate things to see if there's a way to make that a viable beverage. Cause you, you can experiment right now a little bit. Cause like you, you are, at least if you don't have to go to work for the people that do, you're unfortunately uh, stuck dealing with a lot right now. Um, but, it, but if you are stuck at home, you can get a little weird with your drink experimenting and you know, you might have a drink that sucks, but uh, that's the way that's the nature of experiments. Um, a drip of vanilla extract and some bourbon and some hot chocolate. I could, I think I have the things to do that. Um, I could also do like, um, I've got Van Gogh double espresso vodka so I can make like a mocha kind of thing. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. I've got Kahlua as well. I think that would probably be the better choice if I wanted to make some sort of mocha. That's so traditional. True, true. Um, but normally I would put Bailey's in it and then go to sleep immediately afterwards because uh, that is the uh, the sleep cure. Uh, if you if you ever need it, uh, Bailey's and a hot cocoa will put you under real quick. Um, okay, uh, that's an old college uh, a college thing we discovered on accident. We were hanging out on a winter night and someone made a gigantic thing of hot cocoa and we we're like, well, we should drink as well. And we went through the booze and it was like, just add Bailey's. That makes sense. So we added some Bailey's to it and everyone had a big hearty mug of it. And then within half an hour, we had all fallen asleep in the living room watching like a movie or something. Like it was just six dudes had fallen asleep. And it wasn't because there was a, like a, a gas leak or that we had been poisoned. It was because we drank hot cocoa and Bailey's on, on a cold night and that did it. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a pro tip for me. It will, it will put you to sleep fast. Good to um, know. I guess we should proceed with uh, the rest of the show, which is going to start with us saying uh, that Adam was around for this part, but he wasn't around for this part. So disregard that. There's nothing we can do. It was already recorded in the past and we can't, we, we at this point, we do not have the ability to change what our past selves said. We're stuck with those guys and, and the consequences of their actions. Um, that is how life works in our timeline. Uh, if you figure out how to bridge that gap, please email us at filibusterpodcast at gmail.com so that we can We've got a long correct. list for you. Yeah. We, we got some things to correct from our lives, not just with this podcast, but you know, other stuff uh, I'm sure. Um, but you know, take care of yours first, I guess. And then come to us second. Don't tell the rest of the world, let us get ours in and then you can fix everything else after that. Uh, but first things first, we have to correct the minor uh, continuity error that we're going to have in this show in moments. Welcome back to Filibuster. Uh, as you can probably tell, uh, Adam is off doing his actual day job. The rest of us aren't. Um, well, actually, I can't say the rest of us aren't because one person kind of is. Um, we're bringing on, uh, for the first time on Filibuster, DC United head coach Ben Olson. Ben, thanks for coming on. 
Hey, gentlemen. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. We uh we always start the show with our traditional question. It's it's daytime for us, so our our habits are a little off, but we're going to keep this one in place. Uh, what are you drinking? <laughs> what am I drinking? Um, uh, I, I guess I have to be honest. I'm drinking a sparkling water. Pomplamoose Lacroix is uh, next to me. Oh, that's my, that's my that's good one, drink man. right now. It's a, a good What's drink that? for this time of day, right? Yeah, we're going through quite a quite a bit of the sparkling water here and uh, other groceries. But yeah, I, I've stopped drinking as of twenty twenty, so I, I don't uh, no more booze for me. It makes sense. We should, we probably yeah. should too. Yeah, <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> It, it, yeah, it would, it would radically change. We would have to adjust this show, I think, um, if we did that. We'd have to work that into our uh, adjustments. Um, do, do you guys drink during the show? Is that? Yeah, we usually start off. Again? Yeah, we we start off with uh, everyone has a drink and we talk about our drinks and then uh, we get to the soccer eventually. Um, well, what are you guys yeah, drinking? Uh, right now, I'm drinking. Uh, I'm pretty close to what you're drinking. I'm drinking a polar lemon seltzer, so I'm not far off. And I have a 64 ounce mug of uh, pure tap water. <laughs> Very exciting, fellas. Very <laughs> exciting stuff. Yeah, it's it's early afternoon. We've got to gotta pace ourselves. Um, so I guess the first question that I, I kind of been asking anyone I haven't talked to in a while during this uh, coronavirus uh, crisis is, how are you doing? Um, how's how are you holding up? Yeah, I I, I feel lucky. Um, you know, you know, you, uh, you read and you understand there's a lot of people and uh, going through some really tough times. And uh, you know, I, I'm inconvenienced, uh, but that's the that's about it. You know, I'm a little bit caged up like everybody and. Um, uh, at, at times, I'm in over my head with my children, my three children at home. And, uh, but overall, we're, we're healthy and we're coping, and, and we have food, and you know we eat. It's you know it. it, uh, it we're, we're just inconvenienced right now, and so I feel very lucky that uh, that's the case. Um, the the kids are doing homeschooling, and that's. It's, it's challenging in its own way. My wife's a teacher, so she kind of guides us through that process. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been able to do a little bit of the, the coaching side, but it, it's it's really difficult. Um, you know, our, our focus, and I'm sure we'll get to this later um, in in the show, but uh, our, our focus right now is making sure our players are, are, are fit and. Uh, or as fit as they can be during this time, and try to maintain some of the um, uh, the aerobic and, and strength levels that we built through preseason and that early part of the season. Uh, because uh, when we do get back, I'm, I'm assuming there will be some type of uh, you know short mini camp before we get back to game. So the the trick is to keep them somewhat fit uh, so they don't go back to zero. So Ben, uh, all of us are, are are 
mostly in our homes right now. And so what strategies have you been using uh, to try and stay sane? What non-soccer things have you been doing? Because I think all of us could are looking for advice in that area right now. Well, you know, I, I have, I have three kids, right? So um, <laughs> that it, it keeps you both sane and insane at the same time. Uh, so, you know, I, I get to, uh, I have two young boys who are uh, eight or uh, nine and five. Uh, and my daughter's 11. Uh, so there's always something. Again, I feel, I feel lucky in, in this time because I'm getting a lot of quality time with my family um, that I wouldn't be getting this time of year. And it's not just the time, it, it's the focus I can actually put towards them. Uh, you know, is I am present during this time, usually well, from an hour standpoint, this time, but I'm not necessarily present as a dad and a husband and uh, because I am so focused on the season and it's so emotional that, you know, they, they, they end up being on the back burner. So it's a good time for me to kind of focus in on the family and, and how lucky I am. Uh, and, um, but yeah, we, we, We do what a lot of people are doing. You know, when we can get outside, it's we're being smart about how we go about it. Um, uh, the kids love the skate park; they they take their bike there, and um, I, I shoot off to the studio. I have a studio, and it's given me some some time that I haven't had in uh, you know, ten years to uh, kind of isolate there and. and Paint, as you guys might know, it's a, a hobby of mine, and uh, so I've been able to do that as well. And then, you know, I also still work, and I, I focus on the team, and, and uh, a lot of phone calls with uh, ownership and GM uh, and, and my coaches, and, and trying to keep tabs on the players. So that's about it. That's about it. Nothing. Uh, I clean. Like we clean. There's so much to do in the house. I go through old memorabilia, and I went through my jerseys the other day. I'm trying to uh, get all that stuff in 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 one area, and just kind of get my life in order. Uh, you kind of you've alluded to it, Ben. Um, this is such a strange challenge to be dealing with. You know, to get two games into a season and then have to hold the whole thing completely shut down. Um, you mentioned you know you're you're coaching from home. Um, how do you approach that right now since it's it's at a distance, there's no training sessions, there's no face-to-face? Like, how do you deal with that? It's very difficult. I, I see a lot of, uh, I read a lot of my coaches and keeping tabs and cutting up clips and, um, uh, you know, web chats with the, the players. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing some of that. Uh, but I, I think it's very difficult. I really do. I, I, our focus has been in this, the, the first uh, two weeks of this has been to make sure, as I said before, the physical uh, part is, uh, or, or the workouts that we've given them, uh, they understand, uh, and that we give them an environment, uh, a creative environment to work on the exercise, whether it's the aerobic stuff, whether it's the strength component of, uh, of where we need them to be for them to come back in, in somewhat uh, of a, of a good, uh, in, in some, some good conditioning. 
so we've given them kind of a, a goodie bag with with balls and, and bands and cones, uh, foam rollers, things they could do in their home, uh, you know, encouraging them to uh, uh, go to a local field by themselves and get in the aerobic part. Uh, you know, I think we have four runs a week that they need to complete to kind of keep us chugging along. Uh, so, so then it becomes uh, speaking with the sports science team uh, constantly and keeping tabs on the players and making sure they understand how important it is uh, they do this and that we support them in, in trying to find a field or uh, trying to you – know, each program is a little bit individualized, so making sure they, they understand uh, the, 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 the data that's coming through to them or the instructions that are coming through them through video. Where our trainers and strength coaches are showing them the actual drills, uh, so they're not doing them uh, incorrectly. So it's mostly that, and, and of course we're keeping tabs on them uh, with the, their symptoms. We have a questionnaire every day that they need to fill out uh, on how they're feeling, and making sure that that's connected with our doctor, and to uh, to to make sure we minimize any risk, not only with them, but uh, the team in general. Uh, you know, speaking of that, that sort of plays into the the mental aspect of this. Um, how important is it that you're just having that dialogue with with the guys on the team at, on a such a frequent basis? You know, some of these guys are new to the region, new to the team. Um, you know, I was thinking you've got someone like Flores who just moved here. You've got someone like Eric Sorga, who is playing abroad for the first time in his life at 20 years old. It's all these different, you know, circumstances they're all in. It seems like there's a lot of um, man management that has to be done. It's very, very difficult, right? As I said before, you can, um, you can do Zoom chats, you know, which we're doing once a week with the whole team on. Uh, you can try to, we'll try to put together a platform uh, where the guys can upload videos and competitions for them to to can you know try to create a little bit of culture uh, outside of uh, the locker room or when we're not together. Uh, but it's it's difficult. I you know I don't I don't have any you know oh this is what we're doing and it's it's really working to for a kid like Eric Sorga who's as you said for the first time new teammates was starting to fit in. Uh, a Flores who uh, is is coming to this country in the, in the same way Eric has. Uh, they're isolated, but yeah. Uh, again, all, all my my instincts are to connect and try to stay connected as much as possible, and that's through uh, the, the the platforms that technology offers us, whether it's Zoom or it's the telephone, or whether it's as simple as picking up the phone and asking them how they're doing, and just to hear a voice other than the ones that they're um, uh, that are in their home or, or, or their family. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And this will evolve. You know, if it's another month or two, uh, I think we're going to need to get more creative and uh, to, to figure out how to do this. Cause I think it will get harder and in some ways more important to keep tabs on players and continue some type of culture that you're trying to build, so when you do come back, uh, you're you're in a, a good starting st- starting spot. But any way you slice it, it's 
very, very difficult. And I think when you do come back there, whether we started next week or three months from now, uh, there's going to need to be a, a, a mini camp or a preseason. Uh, so we're being safe and the league's being safe with these players and how we prepare them for what potentially could be a really grinding season, right? If you condense this thing and, and you're now doing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturdays, uh, it could be a, a, a very demanding season. So you have to make sure you're prepping the bodies to deal with that. Well, speaking of the bodies, uh, we know that uh, in the Miami game, two players came off injured. Uh, you all have been kind of bitten by the injury bug this year with uh, Pines and Iguain, uh getting ready, with Fisher and Adoyacham, uh still uh, getting ready. Paul Ariola, uh got injured. Uh, what does this stretch without games do for all of those guys and their and their injuries? Well, those, you know, when we talk about keeping tabs on players and information and uh, being connected, it's those guys are at the top of the list, right? Because uh, they, they, it's not just go do this workout. Their, their workouts and their instructions are much more specific, especially when we don't have our hands on them. So, Ola is. Uh, and it's also a good time for a, a guy like uh, Iguain, right? He was about a month away when this started from returning to play. So it's a it's a good time because he's not missing any more games. If we do come back in a few months, uh, he'll be ready to go, but only if we do this in the right way. And it's much more difficult when he's not in our hands and not in our care, our, our, our strength coaches care to get that muscle right and uh, to 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 get him to where he needs uh, or if he's not getting the, the, the practice rhythm that he needs um, how can we further that along uh, from from distance and it's, it's it's difficult but it is uh, those guys are priorities Donovan uh, the, all these guys should be okay and back when we do or resume other than of course Paul uh, and who knows, you know, even how, how far this goes into the year, Paul might even be an option uh, as, as this thing goes. And if we have a, uh, a good season and, and we're now in, into, if we can make the playoffs and, you know, maybe Paul even comes into the, the equation. Uh, you know, with all this downtime, Ben, obviously you, you've got, um, a lot of opportunities to look back on the, the preseason and the first two games that you did get in. Um, when you look back on them, what, what do you really take away from that, that, uh, that maybe might not have been apparent right after those games ended um, right after it feels like, you know, six months ago, but it was really just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it does seem uh, the Miami game seems forever ago. Uh, I, nothing has changed in from you know, maybe my comments after the Miami game, and those are that we are still a work in progress. And uh, but I like the group. I, I like the mentality of the group. I like the talent level of the group, and that we are uh, going to be a different team 
in the summer, you know, what I said then was summer and, and uh, then we'd be a different team in, in the winter. And, and we didn't really, we, we, we didn't know then exactly who we're going to be and we won't know when we return. And, uh, this, the, 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 the game that we were prepping for against Cincinnati, we were going to play a full, uh, a completely different formation. Uh, so we were going to tinker in the next couple of weeks to really figure out where, uh, for instance, where Flores is at his best. Uh, where, where, where's Yamil going to fit in in this whole deal? Uh, is, is Sorga ready to um, be a starter? You know, these, these are all things that we were looking forward to seeing, not only in training, more importantly in the games, over the next uh, uh, in those next few weeks in those games and uh, but yeah you know I, I could dissect all, all all the games but in, it's difficult because we didn't know it would be a lot easier if the first two games went great and everything we said okay this is how we're going to play for the rest of the season and so then I could spend all day hammering uh, uh, in possession out of possession. Uh, tactical analysis in that system, but we were about to change and take a look at something else. Not that it was bad, but we just wanted to see if we could utilize a player or two in, in a different role uh, to see if it could enhance our group. Uh, so that's a uh, that's a little bit unfortunate. But uh, as I said, when we come back, we're going to have to uh, continue to push these guys and tinker and. Uh, uh, through a mini camp, and then uh, hopefully all get on the same page and uh, be a good team. Uh, maybe on the less uh, serious side, there was a there's an article that um, Pablo Maurer and Sam Stayskull just published, I think, yesterday for the Athletic. Um, this is a question that Adam a- Adam, even though he's at work, has asked us to to add to the interview. Um, he just wanted to know if there is there anything from Back in the day in MLS, even up to now, any crazy story that you can think of from um, way back when uh, that that maybe in the past was like, oh, I'll maybe not tell this one. But now that a, enough time has passed, the statute of limitations has passed, maybe um, that you could let loose. <laughs> you guys going to have to wait till my book. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, nah, nothing nothing jumps out, guys. I'm sure you know when when we hang up. I'm sure I'll remember a story that would be um, uh, fit to fit to tell you. Uh, what, what are some good ones that have come out? Uh, I think the one that that has stuck in my head the most is that apparently uh, when Peter Novak was playing for the Fire, uh, his halftime ritual was to uh, at, at halftime he would light a cigarette and turn the showers on and just go sit in the shower, uh, in his uniform. And then he would go back and true. Um, I (laughs) can't throw Peter under the bus right now. That's a hundred percent true. How, I don't think he was the only one in there. Do do you know what that was supposed to do? Uh, was that supposed to make him feel better or is it just routine? Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure you you know back in the day, not so much now, but uh, there were a lot of smokers that uh, on the team. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not a lot, but there was uh, certainly 
cigarette smoker is part of um, part of every team, and uh, especially some of the old school guys. And each generation that changes, right? And nowadays, you would never in a, in a million years see that. Uh, but when I first got to the league, uh, yeah, you'd have some old cats that uh, came from different areas of the world that were, you know, that was just a normal thing. And coaches as well, and there was beer in the locker room. I, I know back in the there was uh, there was stories of like Dallas back in the day. You'd come in after a game, and there was always just a, a chest full of beers, and you you know he'd crack a beer. And now it's you know if you don't if you don't get a protein shake in you in the next three minutes after the game, you know everybody freaks out. Uh, so you know times times have changed, and and so has kind of the discipline of of being a pro soccer player, but I love those stories. And then, you know, you go to the early days of MLS and you can keep going back. And I love the, I love the indoor soccer stories. You know, my assistant coach uh, is Chad Ashton, who, who went through those days and and Dave Casper, who is our general manager. And I'm, I love hearing their stories about uh, the old indoor leagues and, and the bus rides and, They'd play one and then they'd travel all night on the bus. And it's like I got a slap shot. And it, it really was. And uh, it's a, that it, it was all part of, you know, where we're at today of, of the indoor leagues and the, the, the old A league, uh, the early days of the MLS. Um, I'm very, very appreciative of those days. I love the stories. I'm always asking people to, uh, or uh, people I think should, should go around and get these stories and collect them. And I think they're, they're worthy of a book uh, of all the characters that U.S. soccer uh, that have played in this country over the last you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 years even. Uh, going back to uh, even some of the Open Cup teams. I, I think there's, if you work hard, you could get some, some great stories and a, a really fun book. Maybe that's what I'll do in the next couple of years. Yeah, that that's uh I mean you said you said we we'll have to wait for the book. Uh I feel like I feel like our audience would be your your first uh the first people doing pre-orders. Um All right. Well, uh Ben, uh, I think that's it for us. Uh thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. Um I would tell tell you to, normally our guests we say, you know, oh, and uh, normally with our guests we just say, you know, Tell, tell people where they can find you on the internet, but I feel like uh, if people want to find you uh, doing uh, your job, they just look at the sidelines, right? Yeah, I'm not. You know, I've, I've been, I've been uh, kind of tinkering with the idea just because I'm at home all the time and I'm not. I'm not it's easy to, uh, to only start an Instagram account or a Twitter account while I'm not doing anything, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could deal with all the comments, you know? I don't know <laughs> if I want to open that can of worms and listen to, uh, listen to all of the comments. So I, I'll probably uh, be wise and not do that and stay, stay in my own little comfortable world. That's probably, that's probably a wise decision that those of us that have already made that mistake are, uh, are not going to make. Um, but that's it. That's it for us. Uh, Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Be safe.
that's it for us this week. Uh, we thank uh, Ben Olson for coming on, uh, giving us uh, some interesting thoughts on what's going on with DC United when DC United can't play soccer in the middle of spring. Um, we would thank Adam for his contributions, but uh, he didn't really actually participate in this episode. Uh, so we don't thank Adam for his contributions. Um, we hope he, he gets through the various crises that are assailing him, uh, even as we speak. Um, and I guess that's it for us. If you uh, want to email us uh, for time, time cures or otherwise, uh, filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe rate, review, etc. on the various formats that podcasts come on. You're probably more familiar with them than I am uh, at this point in time uh, because I am 37. I'm nearly 38 and I don't know how things work anymore. Um, and until next week, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do something, but uh, I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, for Ben, for the absentee Adam, this is Jason. Say goodnight, Ben. Abolish the Senate. Yeah.